Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Evil minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of death construction In the fields of bodies burning As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds Welcome to the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the National Community Radio Satellite. Listen to the Anarchist Woolless Week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. Listen to analysis of local, national, international events. Listen to analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Here we go. The Anarchist World This Week, full of excitement. You want excitement? Switch off. Go back to bed. It's about the only excitement you'll get today. Isn't that right, Michael? That's right. Go back to bed, Michael. Go back to bed. (laughs) Back to bed. (laughs) Back to bed. Forget about the world. Forget about... Well, the world's forgotten about us. Here we are, marginalised, ostracised, clinging to reality with our fingertips. Clinging. Clinging. Isn't that right? Yep. Yep. Except I bite mine, so I've dropped off long ago. You dropped off long ago into that morass, into hell. Or maybe a sewerage pit. (laughs) Is hell a sewerage pit? Okay, let's get on with the real thing. What's anarchy? What's an anarchist? An anarchist is somebody who wants to live in a world without rulers. Simple. What gives a ruler power? Inequalities in power and wealth. I cough, nothing happens. A dictator coughs, we wet ourselves. That's what power is. What gives you power? Hierarchy. So anarchists want to destroy hierarchy. Simple. They want to create a society based on direct democratic principles with the people involved in decision. Make that decision and then, that's right, and then elect or appoint delegates to coordinate those decisions at a local, regional and national level. What's the other one? Wealth. I've been looking at these new number plates in Victoria, which all the rich cars have, and I'm thinking, wow, we can now identify them with their number plates. Isn't that interesting? So wealth, anarchism is about having, using the commonwealth for the common good. So if you want excitement, if you want to kill, rape and enslave this is not the right. This is not the right radical program. <laughs> you know what radical program that is. You can either join the government and do it legally through the armed forces, or you can join IS. It's up to you. But if you're an, a rational human being who's interested in equality, who's interested in fraternity, who's interested in liberty, who's interested in freedom, who's interested in fairness, this is the program for you. Unfortunately, I think everybody's now dropped off because <laughs> we're all into those horrible computer games, aren't we? All right, let's start off. Causes and effect. Causes and effect. 
Now, first of all, I'd like to make a humble apology. Unfortunately, my brain usually is ahead of reality. And I said last week that the public interest before corporate interest website was up. Now, it's in the process of being put up. Now, you can send us emails. So if you want to send us an email, send it at info at pibsic.net. Info at P-I-B-C-I dot net. The website should be functioning within the next seven days. But if you're really keen to join public interest before corporate interest before the website is up, there is a way around it. Go to the Anarchist Media Institute website, anarchistmedia.org, and download the application form. You can always email us at pibsic and we'll send it to you. That's right. We will email it to you. And if you're one of those thousands of people out there who hasn't embraced the internet, well, then you can always write to us at Post Office Box 20. I didn't say millions, I said thousands. You can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. Or you can leave your details on 0439 395 489. And all those you who are worried about megadata, don't worry. There's still carrier pigeons, letters through Australia Post, and I know this is a bit radical, face-to-face conversation. You know, you're worried about your megadata being collected? Well, don't use it. Or if you're going to use it, talk about the weather. Dumbos. Do they really think that nasty people are going to use the internet and not try to hide their... But again, many criminals are stupid, aren't they, Michael? Yeah. You know, yeah. What do you reckon? Well, Put it up there. Twitter. Facebook. Yep. Yep. I eat babies for breakfast. He's, <laughs> he's a baby. You know, the usual stuff. They taste nice. Yeah, on the website. Put it up on the website. Oh. Now, look, I like, to, I like to get back to causes. Public interest before corporate interest. I know... I get, a, I get a little bugbear sometimes, and I've ever wondered. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered? If you're one of these people, you're the very type of person we want in the organisation. The organisation. Bibsic. Who could take us seriously? P-I-B-C-I. Have you ever wondered why in the lucky country, and remember, the person who wrote the book, The Lucky Country, was being facetious. Why in the lucky country, it is so hard the key is hard and difficult for so many Australians to find a home, pay the rent or pay your mortgage. Ever wondered why it's so difficult, why you spend most of your waking hours, half of your waking hours, trying to find the money to pay the mortgage, the rent or even have a roof over your head? I mean, we are in the lucky country, 25 million people living on a continent. I've left out in the midst of a resources boom that's come and gone and it's all that money's gone to the corporate pockets. And have you ever wondered why so many Australians have trouble finding a job, let alone a well paid secure, that keyword secure job in two thousand and fifteen? Have you ever wondered why it's so hard for those of Australians on Social Security payments, why is it so hard for them? And those other 2 or 3 million of the working poor whose wages are so low they can't even meet their bills, why is it 
whether it's so difficult to put food in the table, pay the electricity or gas bills, let alone the water bills. Have you ever wondered why you have so much trouble getting access to public hospitals and health care when you're sick or your granny can't get a hip replacement because some corporate uh, gentleman or lady needs their $15 million pay packet every six months? And have you ever wondered why it's so difficult to find affordable childcare and get a decent education for your kids? Ever wondered? Well, there's a lot of people wondering. If you're one of the 80%, because I don't believe in the 99%, I believe in the 80%, because some Australians are doing very well, very well. But if you're one of the 80% of Australians who fall into the wondering category, or if you're concerned, if you're one of that 20% that don't need to wonder, but you do have a moral fibre, and you're concerned so many Australians in the so-called lucky country can't make ends meet, then join us. Public interest before corporate interest. That's right, public interest before corporate interest. As I said before, the website is not up. You can send us emails at info at pibsic.net. Now, if you're not that type of person and you don't like joining, well, come at the national launch. Now, most people have national launches in the CBD, but not public interest before corporate interests, which is the political community-based group that uses both electoral politics and workplace and community action to ensure all Australians, not just a small minority, enjoy the fruits of this rich land. Well then, join us at the national launch, Sunday the 12th of April. Guess where? Seaford in Melbourne, the outer, outer suburbs, 11am to 2pm. And it's not in a big hall, and hopefully it won't rain. It's at the Broughton, B-R-O-U-G-H, Reserve, Station Street, Seaford, behind the Seaford Shopping Centre, between Seaford Community Centre and Cannonock Creek. And guess what? It's 50 metres from the Seaford Railway Station. Bring along food and drinks to the communal table. If you ever wondered why, come along, bring your family, bring your friends, because if you don't get involved... Nothing will change. Nothing changes. People say, why do you bother? Well, we bother because if we want change, we need to bother. We can't expect the government of the day or the opposition to do it for us. We can't expect our friends in the corporate sector to do it for us. You can't expect your neighbour to do it for us. So if you want to tear up your membership of the Gunner tribe, or your membership of somebody should do something about that tribe, this is a perfect opportunity to join what I believe will be the fastest-growing political community group in this country in the next 18 months. Uh, Public interest before corporate interest is modelled on the very same political community groups which are springing up in southern Europe and Greece and Spain and Portugal and the list goes on and on, who are actually challenging orthodox political ideology. This is about ensuring that the Commonwealth is enjoyed by the common people. 
Listen to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Now, if you want a copy of the application form, very simple. Uh, you can either email us at info at pibci.net and we'll email you one back as soon as possible. If you want to get your own form, go to the Anarchist Media Institute website, anarchistmedia.org, and download it from that website. Uh, when the PIBSIC website, will be, which will be up the next uh, week or so, you can download it directly from that website. But if you're keen, take it down from the Anarchist Media Institute website. I've noticed a few people have already done that. You can ring us on 0439 395 489, 0439 395 489. And uh, you can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville, 3052. And don't forget the national launch, 11am, Sunday the 12th of April, uh, behind the Seaford Shopping Centre in the reserve there, between Seaford Community Centre and Cannonall Creek, 50 metres from the Seaford Railway Station. Bring along food and drinks to add to the communal table. Bring yourself, bring your family, bring your friends. When you've got no friends or family, just bring yourself. This is the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast the Community Radio Network. And if you would like to see a branch set up in your community, give us a ring. Organise a picnic. We'll send somebody across to explain what it's all about. This is how these movements grow. They're decentralised. They rely on people across Australia picking up the idea and running with the idea. So if you want to set up a branch, if you're keen to find out more about it, you know what to do. Okay, causes and effects. Federal government. Now, I know everybody loves to slag the federal government. And I can understand why. I can understand why. Because we are dealing with an interesting phenomenon. A lot of people think the Liberal Party is that cuddly Liberal Party of the 60s and 70s. Now, those of you who've got long memories may remember that when the Communist, the Communist Party of Australia failed to take over the Australian Labor Party, but in the last three decades we've seen another foray, not by the Communist Parties or Communists or Socialists or the old left, but the hard right, the neoliberals, they've gone on the long march and they've succeeded in colonising the Liberal Party. And the Liberal Party is no longer about freedom of association or freedom or liberty. The Liberal Party is all about neoliberalism. And it's fascinating to see how these people have governed over the last 20 years. This born-to-rule crowd forgot how to add up. Forgot they didn't have a majority in the Senate. They were so keen, so keen to push their deregulation, which basically means in plain English, agenda, the deregulation agenda, which means let's remove all the laws which stop private business and the corporate sector from exploiting you. So very keen to push their deregulation agenda and they've pushed it to such a degree in the uh, tax department 
that large corporations now audit themselves. So much of the Australian tax office, which is the main revenue arm of the Commonwealth Government, has been privatised, that we now have the corporate sector auditing their own tax returns. I love it. I love it. So the deregulation brigade has been at it, mainly through, you know, changing the rules. Not through legislation, but changing the rules. Then we've got our little ideologues in the the Liberal Party. Let's forget about the National Party. They're withering on the vine, and hopefully at the next election they will have withered, dropped off and rotted in the ground. Then we've got our little ideologues, which have now taken over, our neoliberal ideologues that have taken over the Liberal Party, dissected it, removed the Liberals from the Liberal Party. Then they've got their privatisation agenda, which, with a little help from the Australian Labor Party, commonly known as the Alternative Liberal Party, the ALP, the Alternative Liberal Party, they got on the bandwagon, privatisation bandwagon, don't forget it was the Australian, the Alternative Liberal Party masquerading the Australian Labor Party which uh, partially privatised Telstra. They privatised the Commonwealth Bank, one of the biggest mistakes ever made in the history of this country. And they privatised Qantas. So our little mates, our little ideologues are all about privatisation. And what's privatisation? Privatisation is giving away or selling at bargain basement prices public assets which have been built with the blood, sweat and tears of generations of Australians to provide services and a financial return to the government of the day, to the public, for industries which the private sector at that stage was not interested in taking home. So it's bar- giving it away. Give away. It's like you going to your lounge, pulling out the TV, going out the front street and saying, five bucks, first bidder, takes all. Then going back into the kitchen, pulling out the fridge, carrying the fridge out, selling it for five bucks. Same thing. And at the end of the day, when you go back into the house, there's no fridge, there's no television, there's no couch, there's no bed, there's just four walls. It's not very comfortable. That's what privatisation is about. It's about giving away publicly owned assets to the private sector. And we've seen a revolt. We saw a revolt in Queensland where our ALP, which reversed its uh, long-standing policy to privatise what was left of public assets in Queensland actually gain office because it ran on an anti-privatisation agenda. And we are seeing the same debate playing out in New South Wales before the New South Wales election. Then our little Liberal Party ideologues, our neoliberal friends, a cancer which has eaten the entrails of the Liberal Party goes on about its globalisation agenda. What's globalisation? Well, that means that you remove protections. 
which protect local industry, protect local workers, protect local agricultural production so you can actually compete in the big wide world. That's right. Compete in the big wide world to make another buck for some other corporation. So you squander, squander your national uh, resources. You give them away peppercorn rents in order to be able to trade. Extraordinary. And then you've got corporatisation, the most important part of the neoliberal ideologues, armaments. And corporatisation is about ensuring the corporate sector sets the political, social and cultural agenda. So when people like the Labor Party or think about you know, having a policy about changing tax regulations, everybody falls about you know, in fear. They look over their shoulder. What's the corporations going to do to us? All they've got to look at is what happened to Mr Rudd when he introduced a super profits mining tax. What actually happened to a Prime Minister? How the corporate sector mobilises? Not that they need to mobilise because they already determine the parliamentary agenda. If they didn't determine the parliamentary agenda, why hasn't such a rich country as us have the resources to deal with homelessness, to deal with poverty, to deal, you know, to be able to provide a decent public education, a public health care? To all Australians. Now, I agree. Compared to most of the world, we're doing very well. But why are we doing very well? We're doing very well for one reason. Because of the efforts of our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents who put a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of blood, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears to ensure that governments reflected the will of the people, not the will of that small section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication. So it's all about putting public interests before corporate interests. That's what it's about. Climate change falls under the same umbrella. Look at what's happened in Vanuatu, the fourth most powerful cyclone in recorded history. Recorded history. Climate change doesn't exist, we're told, by our leaders. And if it does, why should we do anything about it? Look at what happened to Vanuatu. A small place, 250,000 people. A small place. But what would happen if this happened every year? There'd be large parts of the world which would be uninhabitable. We'd have... Environmental refugees, hundreds of millions of people moving across the globe to find safety. So climate change, public interest before corporate interests. Climate change comes into that slogan. Public interest before corporate interests. Housing comes under that particular heading. And the list goes on and on. So if you look at every social, political, cultural aspect through that, it gives you some idea of how powerful such an organisation can be. But again, it's really up to you whether it succeeds or not. I mean, I can talk all I like. We can put out as much material as we like, but unless people are interested, it doesn't get off the ground. 
And that's what it's about. It's about finding a ticket, a unity ticket, which everybody can get involved in. This is the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. 3cr.org.au. I'm Joseph Scan. I'm hosting today's program. Now, look, I don't do much commentary on overseas events, but I'm interested in the Israeli elections, which are happening or may have just finished as this program is broadcast because there is a game changer. I think the people of Israel are beginning to understand that their security, their long-term survival, isn't based on their capacity to nuke their neighbours, isn't really based on the capacity of their uh, military forces, but in the long run, it's based on the capacity for them to actually come to terms with their Palestinian brothers and sisters. Because the greatest security that Israel could ever enjoy is an independent Palestinian state. It's that simple. It'd be an economic hub in the Middle East as well as a you know, military hub. And Israelis are beginning to understand that the type of politics they've been exposed to for the last three decades, again, those neoliberal garbage has not only made a mess of the Israeli economy, but more importantly, it's made Israel a pariah, not just in the Middle East, but the rest of the world. So there are some interesting things, because for the first time in living memory, it's quite possible with a hard nationalist, you know, uh, kind of hard nationalist Zionist movement which has uh, ruled Israel is on the back foot and may even lose the election. And it's happening for one very good reason because there's a new power broker in the Israeli parliament and that's the Arab vote. 1.7 million Israelis are actually Palestinians. And it's quite likely the Palestinian unity list will actually be the third biggest block in the new Israeli parliament. Because in the past, the Palestinian vote has been fragmented amongst four factions, four Palestinian factions. But for the first time in Israeli history, a unity list has been drawn up and the four factions have come together as one political party, which gives them a huge amount of political nous. And if they receive the 12 to 15 seats, which we've been told they will get in the Knesset, they will be the third largest party. And the reason they were forced to unite is that the ultra-nationalist, Mr Liberman, the chap from Moldova, who thinks he's more Jewish than Jew- Jewish, Mr Liberman, had the legislation changed to ensure that you'd have to get 3.25% of the vote in order to have a seat in the Knesset. So the four 
Palestinian faction realised that none of them would actually have a chance of being re-elected, so they were forced into a unity list. And the irony is that Mr Liberman and his party may actually actually not get the 3.25% of the vote which they need to uh, have a representation in the Knesset. So it'll be very interesting to see over the next few days what the final washout is of the uh, Israeli election. You first heard it here on the anarchist world this week. So this could be a game changer. This could actually be a game changer because the new unity list, the Arabic unity list in Israel is very keen to form alliances with Jewish political groups which are have a familiar which have similar policies to it. And it's quite likely that we will see a different Israeli government emerge in Israel in the last, uh, you know, um, the next few days, and that uh, Mr Netanyahu, who has actually, you know, um, based his political fortunes on Israeli ultranationalism, may soon find, he may soon find the exit door, as far as government is concerned. All right, let's move on. As I said before, we don't do much overseas commentary. We do it sometime when it's particularly interesting. Other times we just move on because what can you and I do? We can highlight issues. There's not much we can do as individuals, not even as political groups. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Religious intolerance. It's fascinating that in 2015 that religion and pseudo-religions continue to have so much influence on public debate. I mean, the Islamic world is in a mess because of that religious debate in its own ranks. Then we have the Christian world, which has been forced into the margins in the European sector, but not the African or South American sector, finding itself under increasing pressure because of continuing scandals. And I was interested to hear that although Buddhism isn't a religion, that a gentleman in Burma has been sentenced to two years in jail for putting a pair of headphones on Buddha on the internet and using it as an advertisement for his bar in Rangoon. So religious intolerance seems to be on the rise, whether it's Hindu nationalism, whether it's uh, Islamic uh, jihadism, whether it's Christian fundamentalism in its various uh, guises, whether it's this uh, you know, new Buddhist uh, nationalism, it's on the rise. So why is it on the rise? Is it on the rise because of the emptiness felt by so many people living in a consumer-dominated world? where we have been reduced to consumers. We're no longer citizens. 
we just consume and consumers tend to complain. You know, it seems to be the essence of political and social and cultural debate in Australia today. What's the national debt? What's, what are we going to consume? What's the next big money spinner? And the list goes on and on. It seems that as we are inundated, as consumerism takes hold on the very imagination of the public, that a growing number of people are moving away from that, but they're moving to the hands of religious bigots who see them as fodder in their attempts to dominate the world. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it? You get a 19-year-old kid from Cranbourne, blows himself up in Iraq. Quite extraordinary. You get Australians who are willing to join a movement that uh, is about enslavement. Extraordinary. Really extraordinary. So what is it? What is it that attracts people to religion? Why has atheism failed? Or more importantly, why has consumerism failed? Is there a deeper sense of a need, of a belonging. And when you join a group, that need to belong is satisfied, irrespective of what the aims of that particular group are. Because it's a, it's a major issue. I mean, in the past, radical youth would drift towards egalitarian movements, would drift towards movements which wanted to break down, devolve power break down hierarchy, change the world, make it fairer, make it a more egalitarian community. But it seems over the last 20 years that vision has imploded. And to a large degree, that has been a byproduct of the destruction and the implosion of the traditional left, the authoritarian traditional left which is found to be wanting, and the inability of groups like the, the inability of anarchists and like-minded travellers, fellow travellers, to actually fill that void. Because that's what it's about. It's about a void. And you fill that void in your soul by belonging to some fundamentalist religious group which has all the answers and sees everybody else as the devil or the enemy that need to be eliminated? Or do you fill that void through consumption? Whether it's consumption for consumption's sake or just consumption because there's nothing else to do. So we do have issues, major issues in terms of the way that people are 
influenced in terms of the way people react and in terms of the organisations that exist in our communities and this nation and overseas which actually fulfil that need to belong. See, and the difference, see, the difference between anarchists and other political and social groups is very simple. Anarchists are not interested in taking over groups or forming groups to actually satisfy that need. An anarchist is somebody, as I keep reiterating, who wants to live in a society without rulers. And the means are as important as the end. And that's the key. So if you want to create a peaceful, secure, egalitarian community based on direct democratic principles, you're not going to create that secure, direct democratic community by using ends which negate, using means which negate the end. And that's the difference. Anarchism is about voluntarism, it's about mutual aid. It's about hundreds of thousands of people coming together, working towards the same goals. That's what it's about. It's about devolving power. It's about ensuring the hierarchical structures don't exist which allow individuals to exploit others. That's what it's about. That's its central element. It's about without rulers. Not without government, without rulers. It's a belief that people can govern themselves without the need of religious or secular rulers, whether they're elected or self-appointed. This is the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Now, we're at a crossroads, a crossroads in this country, an important crossroads, and it happens at the midpoint of every three-year electoral cycle. Now, the ideologues in the Liberal National Party have understood that their gruel, their porridge, is unpalatable. It needs a sweetener. And they need to compromise. And they need to wait till the next election in order to ram through their legislation. Now, those of you who think that Mr Abbott's has changed his spots. Think again. Now this crew is trying to paint over their spots with water-soluble paint. And if by some chance they're re-elected in 18 months' time, all it takes is one hose down, which is a majority in the Senate, to see every one of their neo liberal, their anti-community policies go through. Do you think that today, if the Liberal National Party has secured a majority in the Senate, do you think that today that Medicare would not have been dismantled? 
Do you think that, that today that the tertiary sector would not have been deregulated? Because obviously it would have been. It's those cross-bench senators which have made life so hard for the government. So we're now at a critical point. Do we come off the streets, stop protesting, stop being involved in workplace action, stop ringing up talkback radio, stop doing whatever we're doing and wait till the next election to hand out how-to-vote cards for some political party? Or do we continue that momentum which we saw on the 4th of March last week in this country? Sorry, two weeks ago. That political momentum that is required to change political discourse and change the legislative agenda of the government. Because it's only when the government of the day fears the people, fears the people of this country more than they fear their corporate puppet masters, that legislation will pass through Parliament which ensures that everybody enjoys the Commonwealth. Because currently we have a government and opposition who agree on one thing and that is that expenditure is the major issue. And I'm not talking about expenditure on corporate welfare, but expenditure on those 33% of Australians who rely on Social Security benefits to survive is the major issue. And they would all like us all to get off the streets, stop protesting, stop raising these issues, stop going to their offices, stop sending them emails and get involved in the next election. Get ready to door knock. Get ready to hand out those how-to-vote cards. And what people need to understand, what creates the political momentum for change now and historically has been when people have worked together and used extra parliamentary methods like strikes and occupations and protests and petitions in order to put pressure on the government to ensure legislation goes through Parliament that looks after the interests of the people of this country, not those who own the ship, but those who are pulling the oars. And that's why we've set up public interest before corporate interest, a very clear mandate. It's about putting the future and the interests of the people of this country before the future and interests of that small section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication which pulls the parliamentary strings. That's what it's about. Just remember that when you see Mr Abbott or Mr Pine or Mr Morrison or Madam Bishop, or Mr Turnbull, talk nicely to you. Talk about our common struggle. Talk about the need, you know, to you know, put our 
feet put our nose to the grindstone, don't forget, these people have not changed their spots. They are trying to cover them over with water-soluble paint, which will be washed off at the next election if by some chance they win a majority in both Houses of Parliament. And the other thing is, don't think of the opposition as some little outfit that's going to save your bacon. Because the opposition, the policies which the opposition will take on board are policies which won't annoy our corporate masters because as soon as they start annoying our corporate masters, we'll see Mr Murdoch's 21st Century Fox and News Corporation go ballistic, fit, lather about these crazies who inhabit government and we'll see them destabilise like they did during the Rudd-Gillard era, destabilise government. Because that's what it's about. It's about supporting those people who will do the best right thing by you after the next federal election. That's what corporate democracy is all about. It's about ensuring that corporations dominate every aspect of our existence. And we can allow that to happen. And we have. It's quite extraordinary. Australia, in many regards, is one of the most corporate-dominated societies in the world. In no other country would we allow corporations to dominate so many aspects of our everyday existence. It's got to such a stage that all we are are consumers, complaining consumers, carping, complaining consumers. There's no question about, no debate about citizenship, what citizenship means, our rights and responsibilities as citizens, because the only role for a citizen in a 21st century parliamentary democracy is the role of consumer. And in Australia, it's so ludicrous, we are forced by legislation to cast a ballot every three years. Quite extraordinary. This is the Anarchist World This Week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. My name's Joseph Scan. I'm hosting today's program. You can write to us, yes, we still answer letters, at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can email us at anarchistage at yahoo.com. You can send messages to 0439 395 489. You want to find out what's going on? Go to the Anarchist Media Institute, anarchistmedia.org, anarchistmedia.org, see what's on. Want to become a member of public interest before corporate interest? You can email us at info at pibci.net, P-I-B-C-I.net. As I said before, my apologies, the website is still not finished. It'll take another week or so. But in the interim, if you want to join, want to find out what's going on, go to the AMI website, anarchistmedia.org. There's a special section there for public interest before corporate interest. Don't forget that barbecue. Now, if you live in the city of Melbourne... We will be celebrating May Day on the 1st of May, Friday the 1st of May. We're not going to wait till the first Sunday after May Day. It'll be Friday the 1st of May. We'll be gathering at around 11.30am at Federation Square at the corner of Flinders and Swanson Street. And then guess what? We'll be marching, walking, running, who knows, up to... 
the real centre of power in the state of Victoria. No, no, not Victorian Parliament House. What a wank, what a waste. We'll be going to the 40 City Road South Bank to the Herald and Weekly Times building to give our political master, the parliamentary puppet master, the parliamentary kingmaker, Mr Rupert Murdoch, the shellacking he and his organisation deserves. Yes, Murdoch's minions... We are there to resist Murdoch's Minions legislative onslaught and we will continue to resist that legislative onslaught. So hopefully we'll have more information, have a uh, poster for you to uh, email to your friends, put up around the place about this May Day march on the 1st of May, which uh, will be held in Melbourne. Obviously around Australia there will be May Day marches and I'd like to encourage you, don't waste your time protesting or marching around the state parliaments or even Federal Parliament, if you've got a May Day march in Canberra. Go go to the real kingmakers. Go to the 21st Century Fox. That's the place. That's where we need to cause a little bit of consternation. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Issues. There are always issues. There will always be issues in a capitalist society. In a society which is based on inequalities, in a society which is based on the creation of ever-increasing profits irrespective of the human, social and environmental costs, there will always be issues. And what we need to understand is why those issues are there and the fact that if you don't want those issues to come around ad nauseum, You need to be involved in a wider social, cultural, political movement which puts public interests before corporate interests. Whether it's fracking, whether it's climate change, whether it's institutional sex abuse, whether it's religious intolerance, and the list goes on and on and on. Whether it's inequality, whether it's lack of access to housing, whether it's the drug scourge we are facing as a community. It's all about issues. And it should be more than about issues. It should be about questioning the very essence of our society, how it's structured, who makes the decisions, how power is shared, how wealth is created, Who crams that wealth into their back pocket? Who misses out and why they miss out? Why is it in the lucky country there are so many issues when there shouldn't be most of those issues? And it's very simple because we live in a society that's based on inequality that uses the law to cement those inequalities that is based on wage slavery and insecurity, that tries to put a price on every human activity, which has, which has created a, a void in the community, which can't be filled by nationalism or religion, but a void that can only be filled by the de- devolution of power, 
by allowing people to be responsible for their own actions, by allowing people to make their own mistakes, by allowing people to work collectively together, by harvesting the collective wisdom to resolve the issues that we face as individuals and communities because we do have major issues to face. We need to unseat the four horsemen of the apocalypse, of a 21st century apocalypse. Sounds almost biblical, doesn't it? Increasing carbon dioxide emissions, climate warming due to human activity, an economic system based on the creation of ever-increasing profits, irrespective of the human social and environmental costs, growth at any cost, finite resources and a rapidly increasing population growth. Seven billion today, nine billion. Finite resources unless we build enough spaceships or teletransporters to transport billions of people to denude and destroy other planets in the universe. It's a real issue, a very real issue. Every day we are faced with this dilemma. Do we sit back and watch and wait for somebody to do something about this? Or do we step into the fray? Do we step into that position? Do we do something? Again, as at the end of every program, change only comes when the majority of people want that change to occur. And if you want that change to occur, now's the time to act. If you don't like things which we suggest on this program, there are many other things you can do, but at least do them. Thank you for listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast on the Community Radio Network. This program has been streaming live on 3cr.org.au. You can write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville 3052. You can email us at anarchistage at yahoo.com. You can uh, look at the website, anarchistmedia.org, anarchistmedia.org. You can leave messages on 0439 395 489. Want to join public interest before corporate interest? Want to try before you buy? Come to the picnic. National launch, a picnic in a park. A national launch and a picnic in a park at Seaford in Melbourne. Extraordinary. Sunday the 12th of April, 11am, Station Street, Seaford, behind the Seaford Shopping Centre, between Seaford Community Centre and Cannonock State Creek, and it's 50 metres from the Seaford Railway Station. Bring along food and drinks. Join us on the day. Become a member. Email us at info at pibsic.net. When the uh, website's up, you can download the material. In the next week or so, go to anarchistmedia.org, download the material from anarchistmedia.org. Thank you once again for listening to The Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. If your local community radio station doesn't, you know, have The Anarchist World this week, well, knock on the door of the station manager. Ask them, have you heard of The Anarchist World this week? They say, no. Say, listen in. I want it on my local community radio station. Today, community radio. Tomorrow, public radio, the ABC. The next day, the corporate media. The day after the world. Megalomaniacs Incorporated here on the Anarchist World this week. Listen in next week. Evil minds that plot destruction. Sorcerer of death construction.
analysis you'll never hear anywhere else. Anarchist World this week, Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse. 10am every Wednesday. Listen to the Anarchist World this week for an up-to-date analysis of local, national and international events.